Pints and Pies podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and this guy It's a wrestling podcast. Two people, because Danielle's not here this morning. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. <laughs> and I'll let you decide for yourself what that means. <laughs> we never say the amount of which it deserves. No. And that's up to you. We want you to craft in your mind the perfect percent. This is going to be a shorter show, so I feel like I have a lot of room to talk. I'm Hal Night Long Lublin. Is that a wrestling? Regardless, it's fantastic. Regardless. Great reference. <laughs> I know you get it. <laughs> I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, cool, kelk, and collected, Lindsay Kelk. Loves it. Yeah, I like that. Beautiful. I'll take it. It's not true. I've had so much coffee <laughs> and no food. You're, that shirt which you're wearing that has stars all over it stars was originally just it. a black shirt, and then yeah. you drank coffee and stars appeared. Yeah, just they're just emanating from my person uh-huh. at this point. Uh, <laughs> welcome back from WrestleMania. Thank you. I'm almost not tired. <laughs> like, I'm nearly recovered. It's almost like a trip to Australia and back where for two weeks you'll be yeah. out. I've gotten, I don't know like what day it is. Well, you saw so much when you were there. Tell, tell us about so the actual trip. Like you got in, your flight back was delayed. Tell, tell, Everything was everywhere. chaos. Everything was chaos. So yeah, I flew in immediately after the post pod, which you know, because you took me to the airport, you wonderful yes. man. I feel like I can talk about it now. I believe it's allowed now because it's Ooh. been filmed but I uh, was filming a short documentary for ESPN nice. which I am the subject of because yes. <laughs> I keep saying I'm making it I didn't make it <laughs> I was just in it um, which will answer some questions for the people that I met at Mania and they were like what are you doing like, they said I can't tell you it's not <laughs> exciting it's just like it's a mini documentary and where, where in New York are you staying I'm staying in Soho so I was okay, downtown so not terrible to no get, it was like get, 20 minutes yeah. in a cab at that time sure. and I wasn't taking the subway at 7 a.m. No. with makeup on. Nobody wants that. Uh, no, no one wants that. So I, yeah, that was Friday, 7 a.m. start, and then we filmed all day, and then we went to NXT in the evening. So mm. that was a full, it was a full day yes. before we'd started. And then Saturday, I did a behind-the-scenes tour of Madison Square Garden, uh, hosted by the Lapsed Fan Podcast, which is, I've heard there are other wrestling podcasts. Really? Apparently, this is one of them. Okay. Well, they must have just started. Congratulations. Yeah, they're, they're new. I think they're new. They're just like two crazy kids trying to make it out there in this in this world. Good. Uh, and they were lovely. They were very nice people. I met some lovely people. And uh, and then we did New Japan Ring of Honor Saturday night. Uh, so again, that ran late. So it was another late day. Sunday. That was a oh, lot of WrestleMania. Gosh. I mean, you all know. You all lived it too. Right. It was a lot of mania. Uh, Monday, we did not go to Raw because I thought I was going to die. Uh, so I really? missed Raw. You didn't feel well. It was not well. It was not well. That was enough. I mean, you should get a medal just for sitting there. Because you were there Ugh. pre-show. Yeah, were you able to see the it. pre-show matches on? Most of it. We were filming during some of the pre-show, just like around the arena. But mm-hmm. I did get to see most of it. And I did make them stop <laughs> when Oscar came out, when Naomi came out. Like, no, you're just going to have to wait a minute. I see Candace. Um, which was fun. <laughs> they appreciated that. Uh, and then, yeah, and then I did go to SmackDown on Tuesday. I also did it all with my big brother, so I don't think we need to speak again until Christmas. <laughs> I don't think he is speaking to me right now. You've think... fulfilled being family for some time. Yeah. Which is yeah. great. Yeah, and all on camera, too. All on which camera. Which was just, like, very stressful. <laughs> like, can you two act like you love each other? Like, shut up. Like, wash the taste out, your filthy mouth. Like, this is obscene. Uh, although we did pull a jump and hug at my brother's suggestion when Becky won <laughs> for the cameras. It was very sweet of him. I don't think we physically made contact in about 17 years, but he did lean over because the cameras were on. He's like, when she wins, do you want to do the, the jump and hug? And obviously, <laughs> and the mark that I am was like, but do you think she's going to win? And my brother was appalled at my reaction. And then we did pull the jump and hug. Look out for that on your screens later in 2019. Oh, Lord. The old Kelk jumping hug. That's, uh, you know, that's full Donnie. Yeah. That is <laughs> we an went, example of full Oh, Donnie. we went full Donnie so many times. <laughs> uh, but no, it was just a lot. It was a chaotic, busy weekend. Uh, massive, massive thank you to all the Tights and Fights fans that I met. 
I met oh. our listeners. It oh, was amazing. Wonderful. We even got an ice cream Christmas chant going. There were like three of us, but it, it went for like a minute during the pre-show. It was really exciting. Fantastic. I'm on the floor as well. Congratulations on having money for floor sheets. Yeah. Sheets, we, seats, we have very well-to-do fans. I was very pleased for them and for us. But I also want to hear from you a little bit more about it was what it was like to be in the actual yes. stadium. Some of the moments that we saw... Um, on TV, obviously, you're going to play yeah. out differently the live crowd. Yeah. How did the energy feel? Were there times where you felt like the crowd either wasn't getting something or was, um, you know, what was... The oh, hardest thing is just the length of it, is you just get so tired and everyone pops for every entrance and everyone pops for every surprise and then halfway through the match, you just start to flag and that mm-hmm. is just a given, I think. Um, the weirdest things in the arena were the four-way men's tag felt very flat in the arena where we were. I mean, I can't speak for the whole place because the stadium is massive, Mm -hmm. um, but it just kind of felt like everyone was getting to do their stuff and then it was over. Um, Drew and Roman, everyone went to get a drink. That was Mm. the match when everyone went out. Interesting. Which was really weird. Yeah, I don't think they got the big Roman pop that they thought they were going to get. And I think part of that is they put it on way too late because the kids were all out. By then, little kids were asleep. That also, I think that followed Kofi. And yeah. Kofi's match. Yeah, it was yeah. like everyone yeah. was so pumped. They either had to go to the restroom or go get something to drink. Like it, A lot of people were out. I went I went out about halfway through it because I knew I had to be back to do some filming stuff for the end. Um, and I went out to use the restroom. No lines. Congratulations, MetLife Stadium. Yeah. Uh, and very clean. Just A-plus stadium apart from transport links, which was not their fault. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was weird. There was just tons of people milling about in the um, hallways for that match. And when I came back, it was just dead. Uh, the, the read that I got at home while the women's made event, I thought was very good. Yeah. That the crowd had spent the last of its big energy on Kofi's win. We spent, a, it was a lot on Kofi. Well, because the Kofi event was really emotional as well. Right. There was a big wave of emotional energy yes. that ran around that I think couldn't have been predicted. Even though we all knew we wanted it and we were all so excited about it. There was also that feeling of you'd seen so many titles change hands. Like it was every title, basically, like almost every title. So everyone was just so emotionally prepared for Kofi to lose. Because it was like, well, Seth won. And, you know, this changed and that changed and this changed. And even the Cruiserweight Championship changed. I don't think we're going to see any more title changes. And if we're going to get Becky, we won't get get Becky and Kofi. And then we did. And Mm -hmm. I think... I think people were still, people so anticipated Becky winning that they were prepared for Kofi not to win. And then when he did, it would just knocked everyone over. And it was really like an amazing moment. That was one of the amazing moments. That's right up there with when Daniel Bryan won at 30. It really was. Also the Finn match, even though that was pretty short, they played his music forever. Mm -hmm. in and out and everyone's doing the arms which sounds dumb but by then it's 11 o'clock and everyone's exhausted right so when you've been doing the arms like 15 times (laughs) by the time the women came out you just i just need to sit down how did the helicopter bit play it was fine but it was too long right it's like yeah that's great but we really need to wrap it up it's nearly it's midnight like it was silly um, and people were starting to get like, we have to leave. Like, how long is this going to go? We have to leave. And that was one thing I felt bad about when Becky won, like the second her music hit. Everyone stood up. Well, first people were like, wait, did she win? So that was annoying because everyone mm-hmm. had that second of doubt. And then everyone stood up and cheered and got excited. And then everyone left. I was like, no, I want everyone <laughs> to stand here and celebrate with her because this is historic. And it wasn't a judgment or a, a comment on her win. Or anything. Everyone all night, everyone was like, I want to see Becky win. I want to see Becky win. Yeah. All the people you've seen, I've seen the last few years at Mania in Bullet Club shirts. They were all in the man shirts this year. It was that mm. same type of fan, which I, I'm not passing judgment. I'm saying there's a type of fan yeah. who comes to WrestleMania in a Bullet Club shirt yes. for whatever personal reasons they think is clever. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were all wearing, there were a few Bullet Club shirts, but not as many, not nearly as many Kenny, Cody, Young Book shirts this year. They were all wearing Becky shirts, which was amazing to see. Um, but yeah, there was just, people were just ready to go. People had to go because wow. we'd been there for seven days. Uh, did you you also got the chance to see the G one Supercard? Yes. Uh, tell us, people people want to know. People They're do like, want to know. Tell us about G one Supercard. Yes. Uh, so I'm a big New Japan fan, so I was super excited mm-hmm. for the New Japan side of it. I keep in touch with Ring of Honor, but I don't really watch Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to the Supercard last year, and to go back a second year and see it 
Evolve was amazing because obviously it was at Madison Square Garden, which is epic. Yeah. I'm really to park up in WWE's back garden That's on Mania weekend to do to have another yeah. uh, have a non WWE show and to there. sell out. And it was sold out. Wow. It was full. Good for uh, it was amazing. Um, it was too long again. Theme of the weekend. Yeah. Uh, it was way too long. It ran over. We thought it would be over by 11. I think it was midnight. Mm. Uh, and I mean, I'm just going to largely agree with most of the other reviews I've seen, which is that all the New Japan stuff was fantastic and the Ring of Honor stuff could do better. Um, mm. It was just slightly disappointing. Uh, the, there was a rumble on the pre-show, which was fun. Like it was, pop, Colt got a pop. It was nice to see Colt in Madison Square Garden. Like mm-hmm. Colt Cabana really wanted to see that. That was amazing. Uh, Great Muta came out, which was like, oh my God. And he got a big holy shit chant. And that yeah. was awesome. And we got a thank you, Liger. Um, so it was nice to give him that moment. And then the matches that really stood out were just, they were all New Japan. Hmm. So like the Ibushi match obviously is going to be incredible. Right. And it was was really emotional. Amazing to see Ibushi get the IC title. Bully Ray did come out. Uh, oh. And of course, we had the uh, Cass and Enzo run in. What was the reaction to Enzo and Big Cass? Very, very negative. Did they do the talk up that they normally do? No, they really tried to sell it as a shoot. They um, they cut the feed on TV because we saw something was happening. I was on the in the corner by the ring, but on the opposite side to the ramp. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we couldn't see what was happening. But yeah, people weren't pleased. There was no one who was like, oh my God, fantastic. Enzo and Cass, just what we've been waiting for. Enzo and Cass, just what this evening needed. Finally, it's complete. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, or we could have five more minutes of Ibushi, please. Uh, but no, that happened. That was unfortunate. And then obviously Jay White and Okada was just blew the roof off. Well, now that we've got your report, we're going to we're gonna delve into that a little bit more in our next segment. Yes. Let's talk about the superstar shakeup. Let's. The stars were shook up. <laughs> Brands have been swapped. Yeah. People will never be the same again until next year when some of them probably skip over again. When Roman goes back to Raw. By the way, can we have one of these where the Miz does not switch brands? No. Is that possible no. one time? No. No. I figured that's because Miz has to stay on USA because of Miz and Mrs. There you go. Good point. So maybe he will stay on Raw forever now. That's it. Raw forever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Or at least until Ms. and Mrs. gets cancelled. So headed to Raw, so far this is what we know. The Miz, obviously. Andrade and Zelina Vega. Yep. Cedric Alexander. Yeah. Lumbar checking his way to to Monday (laughs) night. Uh, The Usos are there to revitalize the the tag uh, scene, along with Ricochet and Aleister Black. Yep. Uh, So that is exciting. The Viking experience. (laughs) I can't even. Is that permanent? I like, mean, they're gonna be back and forth. You know, they could change. They could change it next week. They have yeah. the NXT but, tag titles. Yes, but it's just. <laughs> it's so dumb. I mean, wh- when did we get to? Why are they? First of all, why are they not managed by the Berserker? Second of all, how? Like, why are we like back in this 1993 era of WWE where everybody has to have a job? I don't know. Wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be great if Mantar came out as a mascot for them? Yes. <laughs> I just couldn't stop oh thinking gosh. about the bit in. It's Clerks, right? Where he's singing the Berserker song, where Del his cousin is like, yes, I just kept thinking they should have yeah. that song. Yeah. <laughs> like it was I amazing. want you to change your name, Berserker. Yeah, but call him the Berserker. I mean, call him anything yeah. but the Viking. I feel very strongly that Vince saw them. They're like, we're not calling them war raiders. People hate war. What do we got? They look like Vikings. Call them Vikings. Can't call them Vikings. Call them a Viking experience. Send them out. The cool thing is, if the if you go to the History Channel booth at Comic Con this year, <laughs> you can actually do the Viking experience. Yeah, poor Edge. They have it there. It's a, it's VR. <laughs> yeah, poor Edge. Indeed. And also poor um, the Jorvik Center in York in England, which is known as the Viking Experience, who I believe made a statement, which is amazing. <laughs> I used to go there as a kid. It smells weird. But, you know, maybe so do they. Maybe that's, maybe Vince went to the Jorvik Center and was like, this is the way forward. Like, oh, that's how these guys smell. Yeah. Also need to change their names. He changed their names. Yeah. For no reason to yeah. stupid names. I don't know. I hear... They eat raw meat, you know. They said so in commentary. <sighs> there is an issue that we've discussed before where they bring up NXT talent. Mm-hmm. Where they expect us to be completely invested in them. Yeah. So they don't do anything to build them. Then sometimes <laughs> they go the other way. Yeah. And it's like, uh, we're going to take a group that maybe you know, and we're just going to make them a completely different team. So now the NXT people 
are even like, what are you yeah. doing? Why have you done this? I, my Twitter feed last night was magical. On Monday night, it was, it was magical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like going mental. Oh, yeah. I mean, and then they still came out and did the war, war, war chant, which I was like, oh, that's cute. No one knows what you're talking about now. <laughs> Viking, Viking, Viking doesn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> Viking, Viking, Viking. Go, oi, go, oi. go. Yeah, oi, oi, oi. That's right. Stupid. Viking. So stupid. Oh, actually, mm. I'm, I'm cycling back, which is inappropriate, but that was a massive pop. Uh, when the Iconics won the women's tag. Right. Massive pop when yeah. they came out and when they won. Are you sure Unexpected. that it was a pop and not Sasha Banks going, fuck, at the top of her lungs? <laughs> Could have been. Could have been. Can't speak for Sash. Uh, I will allow Danielle to speak for her wife. I assume that's why she's not here. She's comforting her wife in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> or in mourning. Yeah. One, one way or the other. Um, but yeah, I they got a massive, massive pop. Also joining the red brand are Naomi. Yes. Yes. Uh, which will be good for her. She's Hopefully, a may, 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 may. Yeah, get some, get some uh, work in for her. Rey Mysterio hopping yeah, over. That's the thing. Uh, Eric Young. Sanity yeah. broken up. I know. I'm sad about that. I feel like they didn't get a fair shake. Yeah, Killian Dane did his uh, So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday tweet. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was like, beautiful. I miss you all. So, <laughs> and I'll take with me the memories of that one time we were on SmackDown. <laughs> It's so hard to be underused on WWE. Isn't it, though? Isn't it, though? It is. Uh, and also, uh, AJ Styles, the big yeah. acquisition. That's an interesting Raw. beard he's got there, isn't it? It is. What happened? I feel like he didn't remember he was going back to work, <laughs> and he went in clean shaven, and the yeah. makeup team were like, oh, it's all right. We'll do you a beard. And they just we'll stippled it on with fake tan, because it looked ridiculous. Yeah. It looked like I'd given myself a comedy beard with makeup. It's like when a five-year-old dresses like a pirate. Yes. And the, <laughs> the mom just rubs like brown on his yeah, face. Yeah, just like fake tan or yeah. like contour powder or something. <laughs> it looked ridiculous. Yeah. He's going to need to grow that back out. Grow it back out, please. And cut off some of that silly hair. I, I don't mind the hair as much as you do. Hair. I hate. Do you know why? I think it's because he continues to lie and says that he doesn't do anything to it, and he just uses whatever shampoo is in the hotel. You fucking liar, Alan! I'm just not having it. I'm not having it. There's no way. He's at least getting a dab of serum in the back. Probably. Yeah. Leave-in conditioner. Yeah, for sure. Sure. Fucking but no water. Liar. No, no. That makes him different. <laughs> On SmackDown, Lars Sullivan. Yeah. Makes his debut along with Finn Balor, the IC title, Yay! headed over. Does that mean the U.S. title's on Raw now? Because Samoa Joe was on Raw. Supposedly, Joe might have gotten the flu, so they had yeah. to rewrite it. So I imagine on Raw what's going to happen is he's going to come out and say, we don't do things on the management's time, we do things on the champ's time. Yeah. I'm shaking up whenever I want to, and he'll just yeah. bring it then. Sure, That's whatever he says. <laughs> whatever he says will be great. Cut to promo we'll on whatever you like, son. Well, get better, Joe. Yeah. My goodness, what a Poor shame. Joe. I mean, you had a very brief WrestleMania match. Yeah. So it's not like it. you would tuck it out, unlike some of us. Uh, but yeah, apparently he's poorly, poorly bad. Uh, for those of you wondering whether Sasha and Bailey would remain a team after their loss, they are not. Bailey is now on SmackDown as a singles competitor. And, and... she's all out of hugs. Yep. <laughs> she is all out. Not interested in hugging. She uh, came here to chew gum and hug. <laughs> she's all out of hugs. So just chew gum? Yeah, that's all she's going to do. She'll be <laughs> backstage going, what's going on, guys? <laughs> Got a match. Oh, hey, Ember Moon. <laughs> Welcome to SmackDown. I got to stop that. I'm I'm annoying myself. Don't even tell us, listeners. I get it. It annoys me too. He'll do the cookie about to show Michaels at some point to make up for this. I promise. <laughs> me make up for it. <laughs> Remember when me kicked tag team partner through window? <laughs> me do. Did I already do that? Did I don't care. Do it again. <laughs> Remember. <laughs> Remember when me and Triple H come out with glow sticks? Mm, X, 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 throw, throw, throw. Also going to SmackDown, uh, Ember Moon, as we said, Apollo Crews, Liv Morgan, Buddy Murphy, Heavy Machinery, Kyrie Sane. Yay! And of course, the biggest acquisition in the history of SmackDown Live, Elias, <laughs> yeah. who then gets interrupted by the big dog. Roman Reigns. Hashtag big dog on blue. Big dog on blue. Hashtag Smackdown Yard. I did tweet and I stand by it that I really want, I don't partake in street drugs, mm-hmm. but I really enjoy big dog on blue to become the code for some sort of drug 
taking. I don't know. I'm from England. I'm old. But I like. I don't know what we could start calling Big Dog on Blue. But it's like, oh yeah, no, he's like off his tits. It's total Big Dog on Blue. I mean, it sounds like Viagra. That's what it'd be. <laughs> oh my God. The Big Dog's on Blue this weekend. Yes. <laughs> I want to have my wife clear the schedule. Big Dog's on Blue. We're about to have Big Dog on Blue all oh. weekend long. And then girls are at brunch. Be like, no, I've got a date tonight. It's a big one. Big Dog's on Blue. Big Dog's on Blue. <laughs> It was my favorite hashtag of all time. Big dog on blue. <laughs> nice. I, I'm excited for it. Fine. Why not? Sure. Yeah. It's a good mix up. The women's division on, on SmackDown is insane right now. Yes. Um, Crazy though that they broke up Riot Squad without acknowledging it. Uh, and yeah. also, isn't Chad Gable on SmackDown too? So they broke up Rudy Gable I didn't without see him. saying anything? Yeah, he was a, yeah. a very footnote. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean. That's ridiculous. Standard. He and Bobby Roode were a good team. <laughs> Like they never even gave face. a shit. They wrestled really well together and put on good matches. Boy, that guy can't catch a break. It's, no. It must suck to be under six foot. He's a small and be dog a on good blue. Wrestler. He's a tiny dog on blue. He's a small dog. Yeah. Puppy on blue. Puppy on blue. So sad. <laughs> they want him in like a Roman outfit. Like they should just get a shield <laughs> outfit. Uh, isn't Braun also on SmackDown now? No. Braun came out to challenge. I'm assuming that was to kick off a program with Joe, which they are going to continue on Raw. Uh. So. Drew's not, on, Drew's not on SmackDown either. Oh, yeah, they just brought him out to make friends with, uh, with uh, the bar and then sent him right back, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, <laughs> was, it was a weird... I mean, I know the Raw and SmackDown after Mania are always weird, but they did really just lean into it being super weird this week. Like, it... It was when, when I was at the SmackDown, I say I wasn't at Raw. They really just leaned in. They were like, no, we're not giving you anything that means anything. Just behave yourselves, no beach balls. Who do you think this benefits? Who, um, who benefits the most from changing brands and who benefits the most from having new people come in? Finn, for sure. Finn mm-hmm. benefits, I think, in a big way. Yeah. Um, I don't immediately know who all of his competitors are, but I loved his match with Ali. So um, yeah. into that, here for this. Also, he looks beautiful in blue. So <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. Um, I think I'm excited for the women's picture on SmackDown, but also it does seem like they're pushing SmackDown into the tag team show. Right. I think it's... I felt bad for Oscar because I was like, oh, okay. They put her in a tag team, and she's just going to babysit Kyrie Sane until they can push Kyrie Sane into the main event picture for WrestleMania next year for Pirate Mania. Pirate um, Mania. Yeah. Which I'm fine with, but also, like, I'm just massively done with seeing Oscar get shit on. Right. Uh, so that was kind of weird. I was excited to see Paige back. Who else is it really good for? Um, I think, think it's good for the Usos to be on Raw. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I think they'll get a good... Uh, I love those men. Yeah. They, they just, just seem like such good fellas. And they do great work. Yeah. Like con- consistently in, in, day in, yeah. day out. Also, I, I mean, worth mentioning here, not a shakeup, but Luke Harper requested his release from yeah. WWE, so he's not going to be That's a shame. He's a talented guy. <laughs> I wish him best of luck in his future endeavors. I look forward to seeing Brody Lee in uh, the Bola <laughs> later this year. <laughs> that will be fun. Or at AEW. I don't care where I see him, but I will go and support him. I think he's awesome. Yeah. And I know someone who interviewed him when he did that movie, and they said he was the most professional, gentlemanly, lovely guy. Oh, good. So that's always good to hear. I love stories. People like always that. have good stories about him. Whenever you hear wrestlers talking about him, they're always like, that's a guy they mention as being someone they like in the in the locker room. That's That's awesome. Uh, I also think I'd like to see Finn Balor lose the IC title. Shut up. And then start a program with Daniel Bryan. Fine, okay. Wouldn't you like to see the two of them <laughs> fight? Um, I would. I would in an ideal world. If he had lost to Andrade on Monday, I would have rioted. But then if they'd put him immediately into a title picture, uh, that fight, that would have been good. But Kofi's still got the belt. So we have to get it off Kofi back onto Daniel and then back to Finn. So it would be confusing. We also haven't seen Daniel yet. So there's every no, chance he's having Daniel's, a minute off, isn't he? There's every chance he's headed to Raw to challenge Seth Rollins. Could be. Which would also be a very good program. Yeah. I was surprised because I had assumed the same as everyone else that it would be Roman Seth going forward. Um, so this is fun to mix it up. Yeah. So yeah, I, and that's another fun thing about the shakeup right now. I genuinely don't know what all of the feuds look like. I think I, I could be wrong. It would seem like... Uh, they're setting up Kevin Owens to turn yes. on Kofi and start a program with him. I'm, the, I'm not against that. I expected him to turn this week, but then when he didn't, I was delighted. I could see him be unicorned more often. Yeah. It's I nice thought he to had a fantastic him. pelvic swivel. Yeah, let him fill in. Make it uh, as satisfying. It doesn't have to go as long as, as he and no. Jericho did, but no. I think you can still get that satisfaction, and it gives everybody something yeah, to do, especially Yeah, maybe he turns at the out. next pay-per-view. 
Yeah. But, Give it a but moment. Speedy recovery to Big E. Yes. Uh, knee issues. Meniscus, right? Yeah. That's a quick one. Yeah. He'll only be out a couple of months. He'll be all right. I believe in him. Yeah, he's great. And he's just doing some top Twitter work. He's, uh, we will not forget him while he is, no, while he is he's on the shelf. He's so good at social media. Yeah. I love him so much. He's great. So funny. So witty. It's a lot of butt stuff. That was my favorite moment of SmackDown last week. <laughs> he's like, we do a lot of butt stuff. A lot of butt stuff. <laughs> Uh, all right. If you've got any thoughts on the things that we've discussed, let us know what you think about the shakeup at uh, facebook.com slash group slash tights fights and at tights fights on Twitter and Instagram. When we come back, it's time for Lindsay's conversations from WrestleMania. Woo! You're listening to Tights and Fights. Hi, it's Ali Kokesh, one of the cast members of Mission to Zix, a new addition to the Max Fun Network. We're blown away by the welcome we've received from Max Fun listeners, telling us you've discovered the show and are binging it hard, supporting us during the drive, and just being rad humans all around. Mission to Zix is an improvised, obsessively sound designed sci fi comedy epic following a group of ambassadors as they explore the ass end of space. I play Dar, the 12 foot tall omnisexual security officer with furry scales, chest talons, and a series of flaps and shoots that are for. Yeah, you know what? You'll figure it out. We'd be delighted if you joined our crew aboard the aging sentient starship, the Bargerian Jade, as we travel the Zix Quadrant, meeting all sorts of weird aliens played by brilliant guest comedians. That's Mission to Zix, Z-Y-X-X. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelk. Lindsay, you got to talk to a bunch of people from WrestleMania. I did. Well, let's hear it, for goodness sakes. First, <laughs> we've got Roderick Strong from the Undisputed Era. Yes, lovely man. What mm. a nice chap. Smells good? Smells really good. He had a very nice shawl net cardigan on. Very nice. Yeah. So, um, we had asked our listeners for questions. Uh, at Tights and Fights because we figured you get asked a lot of the same questions so we figured what do people actually want to know yeah let's right let's find that out uh, the one question that came up over and over was well, tell us about your wrestling fandom as a kid how did you come to be a fan I think um, I mean my my first memory really was my grandmother talking to me about these wrestlers that came into the Cadillac dealership that she worked at and it was Hulk Hogan and, and Randy Savage and she ended up like selling them Cadillacs. Uh, Hogan, on a yearly basis, he would buy a new one for his his parents. And it was, you know, the minute obviously she brought that up, <laughs> I was like, okay, well, what is this? And I started watching it, and then just got drawn to it. Became obviously the biggest Hogan fan ever. When the Ultimate Warrior beat him, I cried because they did. <laughs> I was like. Yeah, it was, it was very interesting because uh, the Sun Dome in Tampa was doing like a live broadcast of uh, WrestleMania at the time. I just remember my dad carrying me out just being like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> He'll get him back one day. <laughs> He'll still be able to afford a Cadillac. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, that's it. I mean, yeah. it was a lock from there. That's exciting. What is one thing that you wish everyone understood about your job that maybe they don't get? The amount of time put in with the thought process like I think people think especially the longer you do it the easier it is and I guess in a sense it would be but I'm a perfectionist personally and I know a lot of the guys that are extremely successful in this line of work are super perfectionists they micromanage every little detail of what we're doing every single day and it gets to be extremely exhausting but I think that, I mean, obviously everyone knows the travel is rough and, you know, the schedule is rough, but the mental, just the amount of time you have to spend just thinking about it. And, you know, my wife, you know, recently in the last year joined uh, NXT and just getting into wrestling, obviously seeing it from the outside, she didn't fully understand, but now just how much of a toll, like it's a full-time job, even when I'm not wrestling, and I've always been like that, constantly thinking about it, you know, trying to be a couple steps ahead preparing for any situation so i think just the the amount of time you spend thinking about it and micromanaging everything oh i have a bunch of ridiculous questions from our listeners that i would love to ask you yeah let's uh, go if you were going to wake up as any animal tomorrow which would it be i think an elephant 
elephant. Any reason why? Just my just son be... loves him currently, so he would just love me more. That would make him happy. Yes. Uh, and then another question came from. So the Bella Twins now have a podcast because everyone has a podcast. Yeah. Uh, Bella Twins have a podcast, and they have a debate on their show every week. I don't know if you've been able to listen to it yet. But oh, I, tr- I tried, but I missed it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, their debate last week was whether or not to kiss on the first date, and our listeners were very keen to get everyone else's take on that. Uh, I mean, it really depends on the situation. How well do you know them? What are you guys doing that night? I mean, you may feel a little loose. I, I don't know. <laughs> Excellent. Like, I tried um, to kiss my wife, and she made denied? me wait. No. See, and now she's your wife. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's the answer. Patience. Maybe this is it. Um, and last one, uh, at Tights and Fights, we refer to WrestleMania as our ice cream Christmas because <laughs> it's our Christmas, and it feels like we get an ice cream every match. Uh, what's your favorite ice cream? Oh, uh, cookies and cream. Excellent. I buy different brands of the same thing. <laughs> Which, which one's winning so far? Uh, I mean, it really just depends because I count my calories. So what my macros fit. But, I mean, Briars is always good, Edie's, but Ben & Jerry's is pretty. I mean, there's just a lot of good ice creams. <laughs> it's a lot of good ice cream in New oh, York yeah. if you need any tips. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Sunday or Monday <laughs> I'll get some. It's ice cream Christmas on Sunday. You have to. Oh, yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> Mandatory. <laughs> it most certainly is. Um, if you could go back and tell young Roddy wrestler one thing what would it be just be patient like there was times where you just never think it's gonna happen and it's frustrating but yeah just be patient everything's gonna be all right and work on your promos (laughs) (laughs) didn't do any of that until a little bit later in life perfect thank you so much yeah thank you guys very much next is Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush you have a little story here? Uh, they were just the greatest. Yeah. Uh, they were really, 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 really lovely. I was really anxious about interviewing Bobby, and I don't know why. I felt like I didn't know how he would be. Right. Because you never know with these things. And also, we were sat at a table with a lot of people. So it wasn't a one-on-one cozy chat, which it normally is. It was like a round table thing. But he was awesome. Uh, and Julian just shared with us his favorite moment, which wasn't a question I asked, unfortunately, uh, which we're going to hear. And then we all took a photo afterwards. Uh, Leo wanted to take a photo with the podcasting equipment, um, and Bobby refused to hold the pink mic. <laughs> it was it was very adorable, and I was like, I don't think this is going to damage your masculinity any. But he was like, no, you hold it. Um, it, it turned out it was a great and very flattering photo of me, so I liked it a lot. Boy, Bret Hart must have pissed him off as a kid. <laughs> no, no, but that's what I said. That was a wise I was like, but like pink and black attack, Bobby. Like it's a pink and black mic, and he was like, yeah, no. <laughs> but then he like gave me a hug afterwards, and I was like, oh. You should have been like, I don't hug Bobby. Yeah, that's gross. I was like, oh, <laughs> Bailey, motherfucker. Handshake's as good as a hug. <laughs> but I, I didn't because I was excited. So first question, can you tell us how you came to your wrestling fandom as a kid? Well, well, well me, um, I grew up watching wrestling uh, since I was five years old, and it, it, it kind of happened um, randomly. You know, I, I grew up with five sisters, so um, we were all just switching through the channels, and uh, I saw Rikishi giving Booker T a stink face, and he ended <laughs> up throwing up all over the announce table, and I just looked at him like, man, this is, uh, this is different. Um, and then... From there on, it was history. Um, you know, I've been a fan my entire life. Uh, grew up being an all-American amateur wrestler. And then from there on, um, I pursued a career um, in wrestling, um, made my way up on the independent scene, and now I'm here in WWE. So that's my little story on how I became a, a professional wrestling sports entertainer fan, WWE. It's a pretty nice story. <laughs> I grew up amateur wrestling. I amateur wrestled forever. Um, and then I ended up at the Olympic Training Center. When I was young, same way as, as everyone, you know, watch wrestling growing up. And when I was at the Olympic Training Center training, Kurt Angle had come by and he was doing a vignette for the WWE. And he just saw me and he was like, man, you got a great look. Talked to me for a little bit, exchanged numbers. And then um, there was a series of events that happened after that. But um, basically passed my number on the WWE. They contacted me. The time wasn't right. I was in a bank robbery. Ended my amateur wrestling career. They called me back. And then I ended up coming back up, and then I had a tryout. They liked me, gave me a contract, and then I went to OBW. That's kind of like a shortened version of it, but there was a lot of things <laughs> that happened in between there. That was pretty yeah. crazy, but um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, if uh, there was one thing that you could explain to people and have them know about the job that they maybe don't understand, what would it be? 
you got to support professional wrestling. <laughs> I, I tell people that because um, good or bad, you like us or love us. Um, there's a lot of things that we do, and, and, and it's, it's a tough business. We travel all around the world. Like, we get in right now. We're up at 6 o'clock in the morning. We're getting ready for the biggest pay-per-view of the year that we should be training for and everything like that. It's a nonstop business. You know, you get a little time at home, and then you're right back on the road, and you're trying to do the best that you can to entertain the crowds all around the world. And with WWE, it's like uh, we're everywhere and we're moving. It never stops. The train never stops. So there's a lot of pressure on us to perform and do the things that we do. So I say, you know what? A lot of the people that may disagree with some of the things that are in wrestling at least respect the business and know that we are busting our ass on a daily basis to, to, to basically put on a show for the, for the crowd. I guess uh, piggybacking off of what Bobby said, um, all of the things that we do year-round um, and people realizing that uh, we're doing these things. I feel like a lot of the time, sometimes fans forget that, you know, we're people too. We we have a home to go back to. We have family to go back to. So like Bobby said, like respect us, respect the respect the business that we're in and realize that, you know, we're just like we're just like uh, the people that, that are watching at home, except for, you know, we're doing this on the opposite side and, and trying to entertain, trying to enter- entertain the fans. So uh, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> oh, that's great. Thank you. Um, I have a question about um, if you could go back and tell yourself anything from when you first started out, knowing everything that you know now, what would that be? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, uh, I I feel like I, I pride myself on in working pretty hard. Um, I feel like the reason why I'm here um, in this very moment right now, you know, being my first WrestleMania is because I put in the time, I put in the hard work being only 24 years old. Um, but back then, when I was, you know, around 14, 15, 16 years old, it, was, it wasn't so much. You know, I was getting in a lot of trouble when I was when I was a teenager. Um, uh, even though I was a, a all-American amateur wrestle, wrestler, I would barely go to practices. I would barely. I hated going in the weight room. Um, my my mind just wasn't in the right, right in the right place. Uh, but I feel like if I knew back then what I knew now, you know, maybe I, I wouldn't have skipped so many practices uh, for amateur wrestling. I would have, I would have lifted a little more. Um, I would have put some more time into my, uh, my, my studies. Um, and who knows where I would be right now. And I'm only 24 years old. So if I would have did that stuff back then, you know, um, I would be, you know, 10 times where I am right now. I grew up, I grew up, it was just shut up and train, shut up and train, shut up and train. So um, that's what I did all my life. I, I accomplished a lot in wrestling. I accomplished a lot with school and different things like that. But if I had to tell myself something, I would say, look, there are politics in this world outside of politics. There's politics in every business, especially in the wrestling business. Learn the politics. And uh, <laughs> because, like, mind you, everything that I've accomplished, it's been because I busted my ass. There's a lot of people that are that, that you guys may know personally that, that may be feeding information and different things like that. Never once have I done anything like that. Never once have I put myself in a position where I tried to politic my way into anything. Everything that I've gotten in this business has been busting my ass completely. But, um, you know, could have been a little bit easier if I had learned about the politics and <laughs> fed the right people information or rubbed the right shoulders. <laughs> I won't do that, but um, you have to understand that there, there are a lot of politics in the business. And very, very quickly, if you could have a WrestleMania dream match against any wrestler, past or present, who would it be? I think right now, with the way things are right now, I think let's do Hogan. Let's do let's do Hogan now. <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed to say that? It's <laughs> this next one is the revival. I I fell a little bit in love Did with them. Did you fall in love? Yeah, I I've always enjoyed the revival, but I've never really cared about the revival. Um, they are two of the most passionate people I've ever talked to in wrestling. They love what they do so aggressively mm. um dawson because i'm like which one's dawson which one's dash right. uh scott dawson is so intense and so into what he does it's slightly scary i did ask them some specific questions from the tights and fights universe which they were very happy to answer which you're going to hear uh and i might be married to dash wilder now i'm not sure i don't know if he oh. knows it 
but like I might love him. They'll I don't know if out. he would say I'm his best friend, but I would say he's my best friend. <laughs> he, I got to sit next to him, and I was like, this is inappropriate, but I'm just going to keep touching you. He, he seemed into it. That's all I'm saying. But he was just so nice <laughs> and lovely, and he smelled nice. Well, let's listen to your interview with your new best friend and his tag team partner. Um, but we're going to start with an easy one. Um, can you tell us about your wrestling fandom, uh, how you started out as fans as kids? Uh, I've just been a fan literally as long as I can remember. It's one of my earliest memories, like watching wrestling with my dad. And I don't remember who it was. I don't remember what I was watching. I don't remember how old I was. I know I was pre-school because I hadn't started school yet. I was probably four years old then maybe. And that's just one of my earliest memories is watching it with him. And immediately I was hooked. And it just, I was one of those kids that never grew out of it. I just grew more into it. And the more I learned about it, the more I fell in love with it, as opposed to the opposite. And it just, it's something that has given me so much in life, like just so much joy and just so much, just everything. So, I mean, that's, it's something that's been there for me for as long as I can remember. And I'm just, I love it. Yeah, for me, uh, I distinctly remember my first wrestling memory, and it was when I was four years old, and my dad and my mom and myself, we lived in Georgia. And I remember watching Ric Flair on the screen. I, I don't remember anything else about the show, but I remember seeing Ric Flair on the screen with, uh, with Gordon Soley, and he was, doing, he was cutting an, an interview. And Ric Flair was my dad's favorite wrestler. And then fast forward a few years later, me and my dad, we grew this kinship together because of wrestling. So I'm indebted to wrestling because uh, my dad was a hardworking man. He worked six days a week so we didn't have a lot of time to, to bond but on Monday nights that's when we got to bond so I owe wrestling that uh, and then uh, I completely became infatuated to the point it was maybe unhealthy with Bret Hart um, that, yeah still <laughs> you and me both friends. oh gosh he um, man I feel like he kept me out of trouble you know I never was a bad kid I never ever did drugs I never drank alcohol I was I was I was I mean, as I'm putting myself over, but I was a model citizen as far as a kid goes. And I, I blame a lot of that on Bret Hart. I watched him at the King of the Ring 1993 having three incredible matches. And the story that he told through that night, man, I remember my mom bought me that pay-per-view for my birthday. And I remember after it was over, I said, Mom, this is what I want to do. I want to be a professional wrestler. Um, and now fast forward, you know, 20 uh, some odd years later. Now I have the opportunity to give back to professional wrestling. Um, I can never thank professional wrestling enough for what it's done for me as a fan, but now as a human being too, because I get to take care of my beautiful daughter and my perfect wife, and we have a house in the mountains, and it's all because of professional wrestling. That's amazing. Um, and if there's one thing you could go back and tell yourself uh, as a young wrestler just starting out from everything you know now, what would that be? Oof. Uh, man. Take care of your knees, maybe. <laughs> um, and I think that if I could go back and tell myself something, it would be to enjoy the ride. Uh, I think for so long, I, this August will be 15 years that I've been a professional wrestler. And for about nine of those years, I was struggling. I was in college. I had to pay for my own college. Uh, I had to pay for my own tuition. I had to pay for my own rent because my mom and dad, they both lost their jobs within a month of each other and they couldn't help me. I had no scholarships, nothing. So I had to work three jobs to put myself through college and wrestle because this is where I wanted to be and through those years in college and, and through those years on the independence, I was just worried that I was never going to make it. I was worried that I would never get here. As much as I tried and as good as I knew that I was, as talented as I knew that I was, I didn't think I'd ever make it and I was stressed out. But I wish I could go back and tell myself, just enjoy the ride because even if you don't make it, man, you're going to learn so much. Well, same for me. Like Other than like not enjoying the the process as much i'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason so like the good and the bad the stupid the smart anything that i've done i feel like there was a purpose behind it so i wouldn't change anything other than knowing that i need to have fun and i need to enjoy it and i need to cherish every memory of it because i didn't come from from money so like for me great i was scraping by i was doing what I had to do to make ends meet so I could chase this. And so for me, it was always a race. Like I have to I have to start making a career out of this. I have to start making real money out of this or I have to find something else. And that kind of takes away some of the joy for you because like the worry does tend to overpower the, the enjoyment. But 
now looking back on it, I realize I made so many amazing friends and I had so many amazing experiences because of the journey. I wish I, I would have the foresight at the time to kind of just sit back and know that everything's going to be okay. Up next, Australia's finest and the new <laughs> women's tag team champions, the Iconics. Are they as lovely as I hope they are? They are. This is the second time I've interviewed them. I interviewed them at Evolution. Um, and they they are their gimmick. There is no gimmick. They are that. They're just turned up. They're, it's what we always say. is like the best gimmick is mm-hmm. just them turned up. Um, but they are just so in tune with each other. They're always comfortable. So mm-hmm. it makes for a very easy interview. And they are just so very pleasant and lovely and fun. Um, they don't give like very long involved answers. They just seem like they're there to have locks. Right. They did have some lovely Iconics uh, printed jackets. Which was nice. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, oh, chilling for yourselves. Love it." Um, but yeah, they they did treat us. You're going to hear like a real treat in this interview, uh, and I am very excited to share this. I feel like we need to put this out in the charts. I don't know. See yeah. how you all feel afterwards. I mean, please uh, let's enjoy our treat. A couple of questions from our fans, but I'm oh, not going to ask. I remember about... these from last time. Yeah, I think I'm not yeah. Do it to you again. No, you can do it. About the yeah. giraffe question. <laughs> we'll leave it alone. I love the weird questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, first question is less weird. Uh, can you tell us about your wrestling fandom from when you were kids? Uh, so I was obsessed with The Rock. He was the first. Uh, he was gorgeous. Oh my gosh. He the way he moved in the ring, he was funny, he could talk on the microphone, entertaining. Um, so I was a little bit obsessed though. Um, when I was sixteen I got my auntie to bake a cake of his face and that was my birthday cake with the eyebrow and the Brahma bull and everything. And then I ate all of it. So that's uh, <laughs> that was great, yeah. For me, I started watching wrestling when I, I think I was nine. I can't exactly remember. I was I was young. Um, but Eddie Guerrero was my biggest inspiration. Since I saw him on TV, it was just... I mean, all the same things that Billy said. I thought he was such an incredible athlete in the ring. The way he moved, he used to make me laugh. Oh, my gosh. I thought he had the cheekiest smile. I loved his smile. So I was just mesmerized by him. I also was like... Uh, kind of into cars, so he'd like come out in this sick low rider, like, yeah, he's the coolest. So, um, yeah, that's where it started. That's cool. Um, and if you could go back and tell yourself one thing uh, from when you first started out, from everything that you've learned since, what would it be? It's all worth it. 100%. Yeah, that's a good one. And just uh, not that, uh, honestly, I wouldn't say that we we never didn't believe in ourselves, but just to, to believe, yes, yeah. to reinforce it and, um, yeah. Uh, it was a long important. journey getting here, so I think just to know that uh, it's worth it. Like yeah, we said, really in the end, worth it's worth it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and last time we spoke, you guys had just seen A Star Is Born. Oh! I, I don't want to make anyone don't cry. Don't get it started oh. on that movie again. I just had to listen to it last weekend because she watched it. Well, that was going to be my next question is how many times have you watched it since the last to time? To be honest with you, I was waiting for the DVD to come out. And honestly, who buys DVDs anymore? But I went to Best Buy and bought the DVD and I sat down and, and I made my fiancé watch it. And I was like, oh no, I was watching him waiting to see if he would cry and I was like you better cry and then here I am um, I love that movie it was one of my faves it was great. we listen to the soundtrack a lot when we're travelling yeah. Yeah. yeah and what was the last song that you listened to Shallow Shallow yeah Shallow <laughs> do you want to do you want to give us a I mean it's a duet too so tell me something girl are you happy in this lovely world or do you need more are you tired being so hardcore? I'm falling in the good time. You know, it's, it's all about the feeling. Well, interpretation. And move over, Elias. <laughs> yes, I'm just we saying, guys. I know. Elias, yeah. huge Iconics fan. Loves by the, way. the Iconics. Excellent. Yeah. Good to, of course he does. Right. Excellent. Thank you so much. I have a million more questions from our listeners, so I'm just yeah, gonna yeah, hit you with these. Um, the greatest one of all time. Um, if you were to wake up tomorrow as an animal, which animal would it be? I would probably be my dog. Okay. Because. <laughs> but then you won't be able to see him. So I've got two dogs. Okay. Who I think are the sweetest, goodest boys in the world. So if I was one of them, I'd be able to play with the other one. Okay. Oh, well, that's true. Right. That's pretty nice. Thank you. Yeah. Any animal. 
Yeah, I get I get compared to a gazelle a lot of the time with my long limbs or a baby giraffe sometimes too. Blanky animal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Um, and what was the last song that you listened to? Apart from Shallow. I'm just trying to get another reprise of Shallow. Oh, I was dancing in the shower last night to music, and I, I think I had an old Neo album on. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was the last TV show that you watched? Friends. Friends. Um, Survivor, the latest episode last night. Yep. Who's favourite friend? I'm Chandler. But I love them all. I think they're all amazing. <laughs> you know, I talked to <laughs> Bailey about this at Evolution, yeah. and Bailey chose Ross. Ross is a good one. I feel like I Ross thought is that was rated. a real left field choice. Really? Yeah. See, I feel like Joey is the left hand choice. See, but I feel like Ross might be a terrible person. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Don't take it personal. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. So no one ever picks the girls. They don't, but I still think yeah. they're fantastic. Yeah, agreed. Their comedic timing. Here we're getting into the friends conversation. I know. I know I'm sorry, Their everybody. Comedic timing, oh. I think, is just Jennifer Aniston amazing. can't be beat. Oh, her comedic timing is amazing. Yeah, I mean Phoebe Buffay is pretty good too. What's her real name? <laughs> there, you yeah. think you, Lisa Kudrow? <laughs> Phoebe Buffay, her alias. Amazing. Yeah, Absolutely. thank you so much. Yeah. Yes. This is an exciting one for me because I also watch American Ninja Warrior oh. clips on YouTube. Yep. Casey Catanzaro <laughs> was interviewed by you. Not only uh, a great uh, great Ninja Warrior, yes. uh, but also really fun in the ring yep. and had a, had a uh, good showing at the Women's Royal Rumble. Yeah. Uh, what was she like? Really good. Mm-hmm. Very smart. Uh, exceptionally well media trained. Right. She could have just sat there and talked for hours on any. You got that vibe. You could talk to her about literally any subject, and she would have a well informed, measured response to it. Wow. Uh, one person did ask her uh, how she was getting on with her training, and then was like, "Yeah, I'm sure it's uh, a lot easier for you because you've got Ricochet to help you." And you should have seen the death stare she gave him. And I wanted to high five her. The woman's a ninja warrior. For I know. God's well, sakes. and I had to be the asshole that he said that, and she kind of gave him the look. And then when we got round to our next question I was just like yeah so like I assume you've been able to help Ricochet some too and she was like yeah put that in and I was like yeah yeah yeah, I asked Casey to tell us her origin story how she came to be a wrestling fan here it is my story is definitely different than anybody else's um, but I was a fan growing up. I loved watching WWE. Um, And then I got into American Ninja Warrior after doing gymnastics. And uh, after my big run where I was the first woman to complete the course, WWE called me. And I remember answering the phone and being like, the real WWE? Like, what do you mean? And because even in my mind, it was, I, I loved watching it, but it was never something that I, that was a goal of mine that I thought was possible. Just because, you know, I just... The time that I was growing up and then, you know, being a woman and being smaller and that's kind of been, you know, the uh, my life story is, oh, I don't know. And then, you know, wanting to prove people wrong. So it was cool um, to get that call from them, have them bring me out to the performance center and realize this is something that I could possibly do. Um, and it was it was cool, but definitely a different path than yeah. most people. Who was your favorite wrestler growing up? Oh, man, so many. Um Definitely Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Stone Cold. Like, they've just always, always my favorites. Yeah, cool. Um, and if there's one thing that you could explain to people about the job um, that maybe they don't understand, if they just from what they see on TV, what would that be? That's a hard question. Um, what would I want to explain to people? I think that sometimes what people forget um, is that you know, we're just like them. We're just normal people. Um, I know that we are superstars, but I think that my main goal is to show people and to inspire people that, you know, they can be that superstar too, whatever avenue that might be in. And I think that for me, you know, having a different background, one of my things that I've tried to stay true to is just being myself and being open and honest about that. You know, I don't walk in and say that I know everything or act like I know everything. I know that I'm here to learn and I'm not going to be perfect. And I think that people respect that and I, I'm you know I'm happy to share that journey with them because it shows them that it's going to be messy and like it's not going to be easy and it, things are going to be suck like you know what I mean it's going to be rough <laughs> yeah. um, and I think that you know to be able to show them that all the good sides and the bad sides allows them to know that it's okay if that happens in their life too you know yeah. no that's great thank you um, so I have another question uh, just going back over your career in general if there's one thing that you could if you could go back now and talk to yourself when you were very first starting out, which I guess would have been very young, um, but what would you want to tell yourself? I think that it would be just believe in yourself 
And I think it's because a lot of things can go off of that. You know, one of the main things being like not letting other people tear you down and, and not believing, not letting the doubt and everything like that. And I think that, you know, just believe in yourself. That can be the, the answer to so many things. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I don't know if I can do it today. Like, just believe in yourself. Like, oh, it's going to be really hard. Just believe in yourself. Like, if there was just always that kind of, that voice there, um, I think it would be really helpful. And I think that that's one of the reasons that, you know, I want to have a voice that people can hear and to be able to spread that. Yeah. And um, at Tights and Fights, uh, we refer to WrestleMania as our ice cream Christmas. Ooh. Because it's the day that you, it's like Christmas for wrestling fans. And, and it's Christmas. like eating ice cream every match is like a different ice cream. Uh, so one of our listeners wanted to know, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? My favorite ice cream flavor, just growing up, has always been mint chocolate chip. Sweet. It's just an old school favorite of mine. Yeah. Yes. And you prefer brand? No, not no, that I not know of. I just like anything. Just skip. put on a cone. <laughs> I'm happy. Excellent. And what would be your favorite cheat meal? Ooh, my favorite cheat meals are like pizza and pasta. Just grow like growing up Italian. Yep. I'm just like all the carbs and bread and sauce and everything. That's definitely my favorite. Amazing. <laughs> um, I have a bunch of very exciting questions from our listeners since they're not taking you away. Um, starting with, if you were going to wake up as any animal tomorrow, which animal would it be? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, I, dogs are my favorite. I love dogs. Um, yeah, I would be a dog. You'd be a dog. Yeah. Um, and my favorite question of all time, which I ask everyone at Evolution, so I don't want you to be left out. Okay. It's important. It's a very serious question. If you were to fight one giraffe-sized duck or ten duck-sized giraffes, and you ha you got to fight them, like you got to get through it, you or them, who are you choosing? I would say giraffe-sized duck, only because since I'm so small, I'm like used to being agile and avoiding things, and like you know being able to outplay things. Now, 10 little <laughs> giraffes that were size of ducks, I think they would just, just, they could climb on you and they're like, I think it would be harder to escape. So. Okay, excellent. Thank you very much. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Thank you for answering that, that question. I like thinking about it. <laughs> Everyone takes it very seriously. Yes. Shayna, like, really needed a minute. She was Because <laughs> she wanted to work through, like, how she could inflict how the most damage yes. on each possible individual <laughs> animal. And see, I really respected her for that. She, did she pick the little ones? Um, because I, I could see think, her just like kicking I think she the picked little the little ones, ones in the end because she figured she could just kick them exactly yeah, and That's break all the, and the and then she did also point out quite correctly that ducks are mean and one big duck yes. a big beak coming at you yeah but I'm quick I'm quick yeah you're real quick yeah you can get yeah. through the legs take yeah his legs that's out. exactly what I was thinking yeah. And then, I mean, if we've got time for another one, which has always been a popular one, yeah. Like, okay, like, um, which was a great one, which again, was a lot of debate with the guys last year at WrestleMania. If a dog was going to wear pants, does he wear his pants on his back two legs or does he wear his pants on all four legs? You're laughing, but these are important questions. This is really important. I would say pants would be the back two legs. Mm -hmm. Onesie would be all four. And I think both are needed and important. Yep. It would just be what you would call it. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. See, it's rational, which I respect. Yeah. You are you're the only Titus thought all four legs. <laughs> but, I mean, he's a smooth guy. Yeah. He's a well-dressed guy. Do you have any dogs? Him. I don't. I have cats. But uh, I love dogs. I'm allergic to cats. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm covered in cats, so. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> as long as you don't, like, rub my eye with yeah. your... I try Please. not to rub people's eyes. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. I can't guarantee anything. Yeah. Finally, why can't I remember what she calls herself? Goddess. The Five goddess. feet of goddess fury. Herself. Five feet of fury. The goddess Alexa Bliss. I don't know. I kept thinking queen. I was like, no, she's not the queen. She's not the princess. <laughs> you spoken with her before? Yes. Yeah. Um, I've interviewed her a couple of times. She is always awesome. Always in character. Mm. And just always has the best answers. She, as opposed to Casey, who is just very honest and authentic and there, um, Alexa is those things, but she's always in character. Right. Her answers are always kayfabe. <laughs> she is, she's the best ambassador as as a brand character because she feels like a character when you talk to her. Right. Um, and I've talked to her about much more personal topics. I've talked to her about her eating disorder. I've talked to her about that kind of stuff. Um, and then you kind of get the Lexi side of it. But mm -hmm. she was there as Alexa Bliss. And she was very Alexa Bliss. Somebody asked her um, why she didn't 
Was she going to put herself in the women's main event since she was in charge of WrestleMania? And her, she was immediate and she was on fire. She's like, why would I do that? Why would I fight three of them when I can just give myself a title match on Monday and beat one of them? And I was like, oh, she's so <laughs> through. She's so smart. But everything just feels like it's coming off the top of her head. She's so good. And just really, really, really nice too, which is lovely. And she's got a pig. That's right, she does. Yeah. Uh, let's listen to the the goddess of pig owners. <laughs> First question, can you tell us about your wrestling fandom as a kid? Um, you know, I watched WWE growing up. Our families, like, that's what we did on Monday nights. My my grandma started us all into it. She loves WWE. She always thought she was going to marry Dusty Rhodes. Um, <laughs> she didn't. Um, spoiler. Yeah, she, spoiler, she didn't. Um, yeah, my grandma loves WWE, loves WWE. And my parents, you know, grew up watching it because of that. And then I ended up growing up watching it because of that. Except I wasn't allowed to watch the Attitude Era until I went to my grandma's house. Then I was allowed to watch it there. Um, so that's what we did every Monday night. You know, we'd, we'd get Giuseppe's Pizza and we watch Raw. And that's what I loved to do. And um, so growing up, you know, I, I dropped off a little bit, you know, in college. You know, you get to a certain age, sometimes you drop off and then you get back interested in it. And so after college, my trainer told me that WWE was having a tryout and I knew that was something I wanted to go for and somehow made it and been here six years. Yay. Um, if there's one thing that you could explain to people about your job that maybe they don't realize, what would that one thing be? It's not as glamorous as you think. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we're rolling into hotels at 2, 3 a.m. looking like crap. You know, we're... <laughs> We're tired. We're eating McDonald's. You know? We're on our third coffee of the day. Third <laughs> coffee of the day. You know what I mean? We're we're normal people. Like yeah. people. Yeah, exactly. It's like ten thirty, and I've had three coffees. Um, I don't know. Like I guess people don't realize how hard it is. The struggle of traveling three hundred days a year and living out of a suitcase and not seeing your families. We do it all just to entertain everyone else. You know what I mean? But we love it. That's what we we signed up for. We knew what we were getting into, and we love it. But, you know, sometimes you catch us on hard days where we're really struggling. We're on the struggle bus, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And, yeah. you know, we're people too, kind of a thing. Um, so last time we chatted, uh, you had some hidden Mickeys in your gear. Yes. The Mania. Uh, any surprises we should be looking out for in the gear this year? No, because I was supposed to have Cruella DeVere De 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 DeVille gear this year um, if I was in a match, uh, which would have been no, not hidden. But yeah. there would have been a hidden Mickey in it. Um, but with my outfits, no, because they're just dresses and Let's cute dresses outfits. Are good. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. And I'm going to upset the boys by asking a couple of beauty questions. I apologize. Because, again, last time we chatted, we got pretty into the beauty yes. stuff. Um, highlighter that you're wearing today is excellent. Do you know what it is? I don't. I had my makeup professionally done today. God damn Thank you, those people. I think, but I think it's the Becca one, if I, if uh, I had to guess. They usually yeah. use champagne pop and opal. Nice. And what, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they're worryingly I do, and they I hope they don't. I don't know. Uh, and you were big into Lush skincare last time. Is that still your jam? Yes, or have you moved I on? love Lush skincare. I love okay. the coffee, cup of coffee. Yeah. Because it's a mask that you put on your face, and it's like coffee grounds and like clay and stuff, and it tightens your skin, and it makes you feel like you just stuck your face in coffee. Cold coffee. It's nice. That does it for Tights and Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. This week, your hosts were me, Hal Lublin, and Lindsay Kelk yes, reporting me. live. We miss you, Danielle. Come back. If you're a member of the Nation of Conversation, you are in Los Angeles next Wednesday night. That is the uh, 24th of uh, our month of April, our Lord. Come see the Work Juice players improvise at Dynasty Typewriter. It's just next to Maximum Fun, so you would be is. right near where we record. Um, you can get tickets by checking out my Twitter. You can also show up and get them at the door. Uh, but that will be at 8 p.m. It's me and my buddies for Thrilly Adventure Hour uh, doing some silly make-em-ups just for you. <laughs> That's what they should call him from. Yeah, the silly, silly make em ups. Just silly make-em-ups. It's and on your CV. I'll be at Pod X at the Ooh. end of, of May, beginning of June. Uh, follow me on social media, all the places to find out more. I'm at Hal Lublin everywhere you want to be. <laughs> You're like, jump, jump. I am. Uh, I am also on social media. What? Yeah, at, at Hal Lublin. Uh, oh, well, oh, or at Hal Lublin. I do follow your timeline quite closely. Uh, but yeah, at Lindsay Kelk, you can find me all over the internet. Um, and I've got books. I've written some books. Please check them out. Um, either buy them if you can, or check them out from your local library. Tell I'm easy books. either way. Just <laughs> 
us. Don't steal them. Also, listen this week to We Got This. <gasps> yes. On which Lindsay's a guest. I'll send you a link to it later yeah. so we can all promote it. <laughs> if this wasn't enough, Lindsay and Hal. Yeah, we're talking uh, Star Wars droids. Celebration yeah. just happened and we're picking the best Star Wars droid of all time. The answer may or may not surprise you. <laughs> uh, our producer is fledgling boulder climber Julian Burrell. Please tell me this is not true. Are you bold? You're bouldering? No, seriously. Yeah, I'm trying. Oh, good yeah, lord. Please don't do try to free He's solo. He's a free solo. This is the problem with the kids free today. Yeah. They see something on the telly and they think they can do it. Now I don't want to see Julian's free solo documentary. Yeah. It will make me not nervous. Listen, nobody uh, I, nobody can see this because they're listening, but outside the studio right now, Julian's ha- is on a hangboard right now. <laughs> he's just practicing, stri- yeah, like he's typing up the script. He's yeah. uh, the desk with his toes. Yeah. <laughs> Senior producer at Maximum Fun is not a boulder climber. That's Laura Swisher. Mike Eagles, the voice finder theme music, also not climbing boulders. Keep up with us all week long at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights and at tightsfights on Twitter and on Instagram. Share your boulder pictures with us. If you love the show, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Help us get over the boulder of not being known by other people. <laughs> but also, yes. um, we must watch Mike's show on Friday. Oh my gosh, yes. Mike's show premieres this week. The 19th of April. Yes, the on day, Comedy Central. The New Negroes, his show with Baron Vaughn on Comedy Central. Yay! You've no doubt seen the billboards everywhere. Oh They've my God, everywhere. A music video from it. you got to check it out. Please watch that show. Support. Tell everybody you know to watch it. Watch it on DVR. They trail it now. Like, watch, Make sure you watch it the <laughs> next day if you don't watch it exactly when it comes out um and also thank you so much to the maximum fund members who have a portion of their monthly contribution come to our show keep the lights on while we're here and we'll be back next week for even more you guessed it wrestling MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.